Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. The one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about before we wrapped up here, how do we feel about Miami's undrafted free agents? As the team went and signed these bigger price tag guys, you're going to need to rely on some acorns, some late round draft picks. Obviously, we heard that the Dolphins didn't want either of their late round draft picks who had been signed elsewhere, but the team decided to keep three undrafted free agents on the roster, at least for now. Brandon Peely, running back Chris Brooks, and gentlemen, I'm going to need your help because I'm spacing on the Julian Hill. Julian, Julian Hill. Hill. Julian Hill. Yep. It's just so many names going through my head over the last couple of days. It's so hard to keep up. So guys, when you see that list, who's the first one that you kind of think, all right, if I can talk myself into this for about five minutes, I could see them having a real impact. Cater Kohu last year, Nick Needham a few years before that. I think for me, and maybe, and this is not to diminish the talents of this player, but I'm looking at the other players in this position room, and that's Julian Hill, tight end for me, because I think he has the cleanest path to playing time. There's only two other guys, uh, I guess three other guys if you include Tanner Connor, but like, what is Mike McDaniel's infatuation with Tanner Connor? Like, why is this guy keep ending up on the Dolphins, you know, year after year here? We were all surprised when he made the 53 last year, and, and I'm surprised that he's sticking around this year too. But I digress. You got Durham Smythe, you got, you got Tyler Croft, and you got Julian Hill, essentially. You got three guys in that tight end room. Tyler Croft is a eh, eh, whatever, eh, I don't care kind of guy. Durham Smythe, we already talked about. He's pretty all right. Julian Hill, if he can excel in any one thing, blocking, pass catching, whatever it may be, he could find himself on the field more often than not. And for those reasons, for 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 those reasons, his his path to playing time being a little bit easier than than some of the other guys you mentioned, I think my undrafted free agent acorn to watch this year is, is Julian Hill, tight end out of Campbell. By the way, do you guys know Campbell's mascot? I hope it's a can of soup. Soup probably can. isn't. <laughs> the camels. They are the Campbell camels. How soup cool is that? Better. <laughs> I, I think I'd go soup over camel. Yeah, well, when was the cool. last time you were scared of a camel? I don't know. They spit, correct? They spit. Yeah, they big, spit. Big right spitters. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just remember being a kid and going to the gas station and they had the the Joe Cool, uh yep. Joe Camel uh posters on the wall and he did look so cool he really did that's probably why i started smoking when i was 17 i don't smoke anymore i haven't smoked a cigarette in 17 years but uh but uh yeah the campbell campbell camels how about that it's wednesday we're talking about camels it's tump day we're talking about camels it's Ah, good very nice yeah so so no i don't smoke anymore but hopefully julian hill will be smoking linebackers and catching balls for the the miami dolphins this year it starts with one catch, right? For someone like Julian Hill, you make that one 30 yard reception and everyone's going to be begging for more. Um, seeing that Mike McDaniel did find ways. All right, Tanner Connor, show us what you got. Braylon Sanders, show us what you got. Channing Tindall, show us what you got. Injuries or not, there are going to be these opportunities for someone like Julian Hill to make a statement for himself. And man, he's, it's not going to be a lot of them. I'll tell you that right now, just with the volume that the Dolphins have on offense, he's not going to get many of those opportunities. But I, I do think tight end all alone in the end zone. He makes a lot of sense as one of those guys who can uh, surprise you right away. Former tight end, this name, I don't know why. This name just probably because it starts with the same syllable, but I just keep thinking about Julius Thomas. You guys remember Julius yeah. Thomas? 
Yeah, cup. I I believe he had a, a cup of coffee, a cup of coffee in Miami. Legend, yeah. But but he but he did his damage in Denver with with Peyton Manning. Pey- Peyton Manning throwing him the football. Julius Thomas 6'5", 256. Julian Hill 6'4", 251. That's pretty close. That's it. I'm calling it right now. Julian Hill. He's he's going to be a a future Pro Bowler for the Dolphins. He'll get cut tomorrow. <laughs> so so then what you're saying is that makes two of Peyton Manning, right? Is that what you're getting at there? Yeah, yeah, it's slightly more mobile. Yeah, a little bit. Doesn't have that forehead. Julius Thomas, <laughs> he was a late round draft pick too. I think that was that's like a perfect example of just really understanding what someone's skill set is and, and letting them kind of do their own thing. Because I think one of the issues was once he arrived in Miami and even late in his career with Denver, it just wasn't his type of offense. It was like trying to play, uh, you know, Gasicki and, and Mike McDaniel's offense. It just did not work right. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm definitely interested to see. Do do we think they're done? Could they add someone at tight end in maybe the next two weeks that would compete against Julian Hill? Because this guy is already, you know, he's got a lot of uh, good momentum going his way. Would someone easily just skip over him if they were to sign just, you know, someone off the street, someone cut by another team? Sure. I mean, he's an undrafted free agent for a reason, you know, and I don't think they'd be, I mean, they already let two of their own draft picks go. I don't think they'd be too afraid to let an undrafted guy go. A a tight end that intrigued me when he got cut that I thought maybe the Dolphins might be interested in bringing in. And I don't think he went claimed uh, or I don't think he was claimed was Dan Arnold. Uh, When I saw Dan Arnold got cut, I was like, that seems like a guy that could come in and, and, be an adequate football player for the Miami Dolphins. So uh, I don't know, just, just throwing a name out there. If anybody, you know, has any other names, I'd be happy to hear it. But I thought Dan Arnold, I remember Dan Arnold doing some decent things for a couple different teams. Dan, Dan Arnold's the, the needle mover. I thought that we were going to sign that dude from uh, Denver, but I didn't know, wouldn't have any idea. Oh, that. God. Albert, 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 that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Albert. Oh, hell. I have to pronounce his name now. Yeah, oh shit, he's probably still better than everybody else in the tight end. <laughs> I want to talk about the trenches for a minute here. And Brandon Peely, because I think there is a shot he could stick right away. Uh, but not only as fans, but the team itself. Every day before the season just feels like it's getting a little bit longer and longer. Do you feel like the Miami Dolphins coaching staff, everything we've heard about, um, you know, excuse, uh, especially Vic Fangio saying we need more depth, we need more help. Can Miami sit there and stomach having Peely as a backup for so long, uh, so long being 10 days before the season begins, or are they going to keep looking at that depth chart, look at that Jaguars game where they allowed five yards per carry and, and just not being able to stomach it and must go get someone else before the season begins? It's it's really tough. It's really tough. I personally would go get another player. I mean, you guys know that. I've talked about it ad nauseum. I really would do that. It's just you want to be, you just want to be stout on all fronts in that Vic Fangio defense. You got to be able to stop the run to make everything else work. Uh, and that's where they want to attack them. So I'd go get somebody else. I thought Peely was a little up and down. I understand them wanting to develop. I understand he's got the tools and the traits that they're looking for in a, in a, in a player at that position. I'm just, I'm just not super comfortable with him yet. And if the dolphins are in, in win now mode, if they're in all in mode, then you got to go get me some players that that can help me win right now. And I just don't know if Brandon Peely is that guy. Jonathan Taylor would have been that guy. He would have, but they tried, they tried so much, but, but no, I I think they'll probably bring in a veteran defensive tackle. And I do think he can push Peely, but um, uh, how this defense all comes together, you know, it's going to have a lot to do with how the Dolphins successes this season. 
Last guy to talk about real quick, Chris Brooks, trying to find a way for him to get on the field. Gentlemen, how do you think it happens? Is it simply just waiting for injuries? Or is Mike McDaniel, the mad scientist, already one step ahead of us? I mentioned it. You know, they had no issue getting Tanner Connor involved. They had no issue getting these other guys involved. Is Chris Brooks going to be – I'll start here. Each week you um, set uh, 46 suit up for each game, 47 now with that third quarterback. How many of the first six weeks is Chris Brooks inactive for? Mm, that's tough because you got. I'll be the guy. You Three. think he's not? He's not. At, all right. So right now, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson's banged up. Actually, the only healthy running backs at practice today were Raheem Mostert and Chris Brooks. That's it. Devon A. Chain. Devon A. Chain's got the shoulder. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Savon Ahmed. Maybe I don't know. I didn't see that reported anywhere, so I'm not going to speculate. Uh, you know, you got you got Chris Brooks at 6'1", 223 pounds. That's a big dude for a running back, especially. He's absolutely the biggest running back on Miami's roster. He's bigger than Alec Engel, the dang fullback. So uh, he is that power back right now. And I think he's shifty enough to be more than just a power back. I don't think he's a dude that's just going to hit the hole as hard as he can and hope that good things happen. Uh, I, I, I just – he's had a good preseason. And it's against, you know, second team and and third teams. So because of injury, I'm going to say Chris Brooks will be active for one game. One one out of six. One out of six. And you know what? For an undrafted rookie free agent, that's okay. No, that that would be awesome. And and I'm actually kind of surprised with the hype you just gave to say one. Uh, That's like the perfect balance of, hey, I love my football team, but I'm also realistic. Who would ever thought? (laughs) Well, I mean – Dolphins are okay at running back. They got some good names. They don't have the the, the world beater. They don't have the all-star. But Mike McDaniel loves Raheem Mostert. He loves Jeff Wilson. He loves Devon A-Chain. And Salvin Ahmed has done anything and everything he can to be a good soldier and excel when the ball's been given to him. So it's a good running back room. So it's going to be a tough room to crack. But I think Chris Brooks has shown enough to, to be rostered right now. And as long as he sticks on the 53, I think you'll see him active for at least a game. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, this running back room is loaded. I hope to know that he can at least earn some of those reps, right? But I do think, you know, in some of those short short yardage situations, this is going to become our Lusaka Polite, you know, where we're trying to fourth and one, we're giving the ball to big Chris Brooks. He's just running dudes over. I don't know, man. I, I wonder if Christian Wilkins gets his bigger contract by being the fullback. He already did it a couple times. He, <laughs> has, he has a touchdown. I could see him being that guy. Josh, I want you to ignore everything Merrick and I said and give me a number. First six weeks, how many games is he active? Well, I threw out three at first, but that, then I re- realized as he was talking that that's not really realistic. So let's go let's go two. Two games out of the first six, and that's going to be because someone's injured or because they expect to run the ball. Maybe is, it, is there snow? There's no snow in the first six weeks, is there? Rain, a lot of rain. <laughs> Chris oh, Brooks, man. this preseason, 22 carries, 104 yards, two touchdowns, a 4.7 yards per carry average. That's pretty good. That's a receiving good. touchdown too, right? Am I wrong? Wasn't there three I think touchdowns right. total? Yeah, he had, I think he had three total touchdowns, one, one receiving. That I, boy good. I don't know. It's, just, it's so hard to get, get an idea of what Mike McDaniel wants to do with these running backs, right? I mean, last year, Chase Edmonds was a starter for four weeks, and then he disappeared, and we haven't talked about him all offseason, right? That That's how quickly things can change here in – I'm so surprised they kept all those running backs, man. I am beyond surprised that Chris Brooks made this active roster. 
how, how quickly things change here. We go from Jonathan Taylor to talking about Chris Brooks, right? I mean, that's how quickly things change around here. He's our savior. I'll tell you what, if Chris Brooks is active for one game, at least through the first four games, that's more than Jonathan Taylor will be. 